With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. We are recording. Tom Bernard Show with Ralph Basham, MD, the Hackmaster. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Ooh, that's kind of laying in the background there. I like that. That works for me. There it is. Kava, kava, kava. Why does he say kava, 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 kava? I don't know. Maybe he wants kafe kava. Yeah, because the kava is a type of coffee, isn't it? That, well, no. Uh, kafe kava is a combination. It's like a kafe correcto, but it's, ca- it's a sh- espresso shot with calvados uh, from Normandy. So that's what that's what kafe kava What's is. What's calvados? <clears throat> calvados is a apple, apple brandy. from mm. uh, oh, The characters are from Normandy. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was fermented, no? Well, it's an apple. Oh, it's fermented. You oh. ferment the apples I mean, with high acid. Bubbly. Then you di- di- no, it's not bubbly. Oh, okay. No. Then you dilute. Then you then you distill it. Then you age it in oak, and then you distill it down so it's a forty percent, and then you drink it. And I'm sure Kristen Burt loves it. Yes, I'm sure Kristen does love it. What time is Kristen on at one fifteen? She's today? on now. Oh, she is. I don't know why we can't hear her. Kristen Burt. There she is. There is. What are you doing? I kept calling and nobody was answering. You're we started late. Right. Right. talking to me. You're a disaster, let's be honest. The Calvados Princess Pessa. Horizon's a disaster. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I am steaming hot. It's going to be over 100 today. That's what I hear. Uh, Kristen, I had a vision into the future uh, this morning. I was doing some Botox on a patient, and I had a vision into the future of the bachelor, of the, my of, Botox? No, of, no, not your Botox. <laughs> nice. Of the Bachelorette. 
The Bachelorette. What's going to happen on the, on the next episode of The Bachelorette? Are you ready? Well, she picked her guy last night. No, no, I'm talking about the next one. The next year. This one's just one shot. The next year. This the is what's next this is year. this is what's going to happen. Are you sitting down? Okay, I got, I'm ready. You're sitting down. Okay, don't be doing your uh, toenails while you're listening to this. So what 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 what's going to happen is this. She is going to have the guys. Guys are going to come up and they're going to go through their drill and they're going to, and she's going to pick the guy. She's going to kiss the guy or give him the rose. I don't know what they do. Then he is going to uh, he's going to uh, come out and propose to the no, other bachelor. No, 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 no going to come out <laughs> as, as gay. I like it. Then he'll be the next bachelor. Then the next bachelor will be all guys mm. courting the guy. So she gets the stiff arm. Yeah, she gets the stiff. Well. Yeah, that'll be the stiff arm. Correct. The Thank you. Arm, I, I, yeah. I was sure Settle what you meant. I thought you were going to say that she, he was going to come out and show her his social media history, since the guy she picked has a sketchy social media history. Oh no! No, no, come yeah. out, come out, gay. And I think that I think that would be the best bachelor in the world, where a bunch of guys, because those guys, guys, they're gonna they're gonna fight a little bit. They're gonna be in fighting. I think it'd be the best bachelor ever, and I'd watch it. That'd be one I'd watch. I'm surprised they don't have one. Oh sure. We ran the uh, the acceptance when she picked her guy last night. We ran the audio in the KQ Morning Show. Do you want to hear my impression of Garrett when he found out he was yeah. the pick? You ready? Yep. Yep. Boy, I was hoping that was going to happen when he came on here. I'm madly in love with you. You're the greatest of all time. Boy, I'm such a lucky man. The guy had no emotion at all in his voice. He, he was doing the electric. Because he's a serial killer. That's why. <laughs> the electric guy. <laughs> okay, I, I don't. I don't watch the show, and I don't know what anybody's talking about. What is the social media controversy? Ooh, I don't know about this either. So, okay, we're going to go all the way back to the very beginning. Garrett got the first impression rose, um, which is always the first episode. The guy that just like makes a good impression, and you're like, I think you're cute. Okay. Um, so he knows that he's going on to the next round. So okay. let's just start yeah, there. Right. Now, we have to go to Reality Steve, because Reality Steve is the guy that spoils The Bachelor. Because they take the show so far in advance, from somewhere, he has a source who will always tell them, like, oh my God. Uh, they're engaged, and uh. Becca picks this dude. So it turns out that the guy that got the first impression, Rose, is the guy that she picked. Well, that's when people start doing sleuthing. And people, if you have horrible things... <laughs> In your social media path, start deleting now because people are looking at what you're liking. People look at what you wrote 15 years ago on social media. Not that it existed then, but you know what I'm talking right. about. And we just saw this with James Gunn. Uh, but he was liking um, memes on particular sites on Instagram that have a racist bent to it, saying that the Parkland students were fake, you know, actors or what a crisis uh. actors, um, making fun of fat people. Like, there's a lot... He, and he was like, I just was liking it. It's not really an indication of who I am. He liked some homophobic memes. Um, but I was like, who likes this stuff if you don't believe it? <laughs> I'm well, not running around like but, liking a bunch of like. No. I, I don't think that's. You know what I mean? Well, I know. But I mean, you can like. I mean, there's some humor that might not be politically correct, you know, that you might like. But. Yes, and I, I that is a, I would agree with that. Like we all like off-color jokes from time to time. However, do you have a major like? If I went into your social media history, would I find you liking the same things over and over again? Maybe that's what I. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you have one, like if you have one, that does happen. But if you have like fifteen, twenty, thirty, yeah, that's a pattern, right? I guess. All right, so I have a question for you. This actually mm -hmm. did happen to me, and people got really, really mad at me, and they didn't understand I was being serious what's that guy that guy was on american idol uh, adam clayton powell or what the hell was his name <laughs> what was his name adam something adam lambert oh yeah, 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 yeah. adam lambert adam lambert we're going way back okay. okay now i don't i have no idea what ralph adam adam clayton, clayton powell not even close you and i are the only ones in this room who know who that is probably but in any case what? so adam lambert there was this big article about him going he's going to be the lead singer or something like 15 years ago or whatever it was a long time ago okay right so i don't know who adam lambert is i have no idea who the hell adam lambert is and i said why did they put a picture of his sister in there well it turned out it was him but i didn't know it was him i thought it was his sister because he was all, you know, his face Very feminine. Not that I don't, I couldn't give a rat's ass less what he does or what. 
That wasn't the issue. I wasn't like, oh, my God, he's so horrible because he looks like a woman. That's not what I said at all. I thought it really was his sister. And people got really pissed off at me about that. It's like, I don't know. I just, I looked at it, and there I stopped commenting on pictures ever again on, on Twitter. Very good idea. Because, yeah, I mean, terrible it, idea. Uh, well, and some people are, try, are are men that are dressed up as women. Exactly. And so it would be easy to mistake yeah, them. So I don't and know. Everything's an insult, though. So you, got to be, yes, you have to be very is careful. Insult. You're absolutely right. Everything is an insult. Like when I say, Kristen Burt's with it. I actually am insulting her. I want you to know that. <laughs> Uh, did you, uh, Kristen, have you learned anything from Sarah Zhang? I want to know. I hope you learned some things from her. What should I have learned from her? Uh, that that uh, you can't be racist against white people. Now, I have a question for Sarah Zhang, and if she would answer the phone, I'd have her on the show. I'd ask her this. There are 260,000 homeless white people in America. Show me their privilege. Please. That's over a quarter of a million people homeless. Now... By percentage, there are many more black people. There are 225,000 black people, but I think they're only 16 or 17 percent of the population. So, yes, percentage-wise, there are many more black people homeless than there are white people, but it still remains that 260,000 white people are homeless. Where's their white privilege? Why is it okay to be racist against them? I don't understand it. Do you understand that? I don't. I mean, but I, I when people talk about white privilege, I do understand that like life is easier being a white person. No, it's not. I'm here to tell you. You don't it's think not. so? Not in well, the least. You're a white male, and now we're all against you. You yes. hate me. You've always said that. <laughs> no, I will tell you honestly. Uh, there was no difference between the black children, the Mexican children, the Native American children, the white children. Where I went to school, we all hung out together. We all acted the same, and we were all treated the same. And I, I would but have noticed. Kids are colorblind, and then we well, form opinions as as we're adults. And listen, I will tell you because one of my best friends is African American. Mm-hmm. By the way, she's a two time Emmy winning producer oh, at a very big we... entertainment show. What's her no, name? But I'm, I'm going to say her her credentials are stronger than mine in terms of like what you're looking at, and she's working for a major entertainment show. But I will tell you that opportunities come quicker to me sometimes just because of the color of my skin. You're we both cracked. know it, and we talk about it all You're the time. You're cracked. What, <laughs> what's her first name? What's her first name? Yeah. Angelique. Did we just have her on last week? Was she on last week? No. You no. Are you sure? We might have had her on. I know you didn't. <laughs> well, what, she but turn on me? Is that it? I'm just I'm saying that I do under... We talk about it all the time that there's in Hollywood there's not it's not always fair. Well, it's not always look in the state of Minnesota to to have come from nothing from being dirt poor, work your ass off and become a success. The white people, not black people, not Mexican people, not you know brown people, not indigenous people, no the white people hate you because you didn't do it their way and they're really mad about it. And I'm here to tell you that's 100% true. So there you have it. It is, they have, I'm, I'm like the Donald Trump of Minnesota, even though I'm not conservative. It's just bizarre. So, no, not everybody gets all these privileges that everybody talked about. Well, like Kristen just said, I mean, right now, white males are just very bashable. Well, yeah, they've always been bashable. <laughs> I know, but we're, we're picking on you now. It's your turn. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. It's just, could we just back off and treat everybody the same? That's what the goal was. Why isn't that the goal any longer? Well, that's what's interesting about America. We always have to have some group to hate. Yeah, There always. has to be there somebody to, be. to mm-hmm. hate yep, and be true. against. We can't all get along. There's no way. You're going to create a group of people that you hate. So the pressure, how it is. the pressure will be off the, the white male whenever we can get us a good war going where we can hate another yes. a group from another country, another culture, another political right. group. So once we get that, then the pressure will be off us. Okay, I can see that. Now, Ralph, I want to ask you this question, and Catherine, you weren't here either, and Kristen, you weren't on the show either, but I asked this yesterday. During World War II, white people killed many other white people to wipe out Nazism. It was white people killing white people. So wasn't, didn't that kind of help the entire planet, did, or did we forget about that? Yeah. Well, then there was a baby boom after the war. <laughs> oh, so that so you can blame the baby. So you can blame me once again. There's Kristen blaming me because I'm a baby boomer. We come full circle on 
promise. Way Tom, to go. I'm, like, I'm working back to you every time. Tom, you're the worst person <laughs> ever born. Thank you very much. I, and I'm, I've brought this up before many, many times, too. I went to uh, an inner city school. A lot of different cultures, a lot of different races, all the rest of it. Never even gotten an argument with a black guy in my life. I've never argued with a black person in my life. Never. I've had many, many friends. I still have many, many friends. Look, on, on Father's Day, I got a card from Tevin Pittman, who's a young black man, who said, Happy Father's Day from your black son. Every, uh, every year at Christmas, I get a card from JB from your youngest black brother. I, you know, for some reason, black people like me, but white people don't. I don't really understand that. Well, there's also a white self-loathing thing going on in America. Yeah. Do you think that, is that happening out in L.A.? Is there a white self-loathing thing going on out there? I don't think I have self-loathing for myself. I think Not that you. I'm embarrassed. I know, but I'm, listen, I am white. So there are times well, when that's I'm not what I embarrassed heard. to be white. By the direction of um, how people are speaking out about their racism and thinking that it's okay. Yeah, I, I just w- really, once again, the goal for me was everybody gets treated the same. But we can't do that, can we? Somebody always has to get beaten up, as Catherine said. There always has to be a group we hate. Why is mm-hmm. that? Why? I think because people don't feel elevated unless somebody's being brought down. I guess. I don't know. But I have a white son and, and a white daughter. And we do that in Hollywood. I mean, we yeah. build up a star so much, and then we're like, oh, you're at the top now? I can't wait to swing the bat. Here we go. Right. out of time. It happens. That's exactly right. It does happen here, too. It happens in Minnesota a lot. Um, I, that's why I like Silicon Valley. Because on Silicon Valley, Jared could say, I've never had pizza because my stepmother thought that Italians weren't really white people. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest lines I've ever heard in my entire life. Coming from the whitest person ever. The whitest person ever born, exactly. And and Kristen, I will tell you this. I told, and I know hundreds of Italians, and I told every one of them, yeah, I don't know if you're really a white person. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, well, if you, but if you look at the, the cultural history of Italy and Spain, I mean, there were a lot of Let's North see. Africans that uh, lived there. I mean, come on. I'm just saying that's that's. So I don't know what the definition of white is. Okay, Tino. Yeah, are we gonna, <laughs> but what, what, what's the definition of white? Are we going to are we going to get yeah, back into exactly. this octoroon, quatroon, oh, that sort yeah. of stuff? That's that's silliness. It's absolute it's silliness. Crazy. Like the whitest person in America is Kristen Burt. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not getting. Um, you know. That is pretty true. We got my uncle did one of those. What is it? 23, 23 and me. me. Yeah. Yep. 23 and me. And he just said it. I haven't done, obviously, my mother's side, but my uncle did it. And it, it was literally like, you are white. You are <laughs> And then you are more white because you are British. And then you're more white because you're German. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're sunburned white. There was nothing. There was nothing of any type of pigmentation other than like. <laughs> you and me both. So, you and I have the same heritage, Kristen. We have the exact same heritage. We'll take a break. Be right I back. I do want to do it because I want to find my mom's side. But, yeah, go, sorry. I don't have any problem with that. We'll be right back, and I want to read a story to you and get your opinion on uh, on something that's going on at a national level as far as entertainment is concerned. Right back more with Kristen Burt right after this Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine, why do I need this and why is it cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all, free. Say, for example, Alex needs some money and you want to send her some money. You can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy, too, because I wouldn't want the kids having to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then, too. (laughs) Just like at my house, Tommy. (laughs) They're going to love it. This is Tom Why Not Bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. 
Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're searching for white privilege in the homeless. I Who see some right over there. So my, my white privilege. <laughs> yep. My white privilege to be All hated by place. most white people. But other than that, we're going to knock you down. Yeah, yep. knock me down if you possibly you. can. That'd be wonderful. Um, no, I mean it's just whatever. But anyway, the reason I bring this story up is because before you, how long ago did you meet the love of your life, Joe? Who's Joe? You, that's what, <laughs> my husband, Bill? No, the first time you ever brought him up, you said his name was Joe. You lied to me. No, I'm like, you mean my husband, Bill? No, you said his name was <laughs> Joe. It's, it's you a one-syllable name, yes. No, no, you don't remember that, do you? You tried oh, to hide his name by telling me his name was Joe. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I that's a fact. More white privilege. Archive. That's a fact. Is that I really? Want, I want to hear the tape. Is that six years ago already? Yes. Yeah. Is that the year you started the podcast? Because I think you guys were brand new. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be. So you met Billy Jack uh, in 2012? I met Bill in 2006. Oh, in 2006. And then we remet in 2011. Um, we didn't. We exchanged numbers in 2006 too, and he didn't ask me out. And then we met again in 2011, exchanged numbers, and he did ask me out. So, well, so this we here a while. These numbers I'm going to give you, then it's no coincidence because 2006 uh, is the date. Because before before she met Bill and, and eventually married Bill, uh, Kristen dated Howard Stern. So anyway. Yeah, no, I can't see that. Let's make some big lies up. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot see that at all. That would so not happen. He's not my type at all. No, he's really not. I'd be like, dude, no man bun, get too much hair. I'd be like, you cut that. How about that guy that got fired by uh, some company because he had a man bun, so they fired him? I was over. I would have just gone up to him and cut his man bun. Right off the top. (laughs) Just cut it off? Yeah, what do you like? Cut it off. Man buns, like, uh, that is a trend that I'm like, it means it's time to go away. Like, no. it, had its, it had its moment. It's time to, like, move on to something else. Yeah, like the, like the uh, stocking cap in summer. Yeah. That's finally that's going fading. away. Yeah. I'll tell you too much. And the mullet? The mullet. That's gone. Um, if I had a man bun, I'd look exactly like Alice the Goon from Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. I would. I mean, think about me that little thing I thought might be Alice the Goon. Um, do you know, did you know before about this horrible fight between Les Moonves and Howard Stern? No, I don't think so. Oh, you didn't know about it? I should probably reach out to Howard and have him on the podcast. Probably be a good idea. You should. That'd be amazing. Have him on. Um, in a 45-minute expletive-laced rant on his Sirius XM radio show Monday night. Monday night? He's on in the morning, isn't he? What happened to Monday night? I don't know. Okay, whatever. Howard Stern railed against embattled CBS chairman and CEO Leslie Moonves, accusing the powerful executive of trying to ruin his life. Les tried to ruin my life, Stern said, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The veteran radio host referred to a $500 million lawsuit that was filed against him by CBS in 2006 when Kristen first met Joe, who then became Bill. Billy Joe Bill. Billy Joe Bill. Um, Bill. So the network claimed that Stern had breached his contract after he allegedly failed to disclose his new deal with Sirius while still employed at CBS Radio. I got a tip off for you there, CBS Radio. I knew about his deal apparently before you did then. 
How is that possible? I knew he had to deal with Sirius. How did you not know that? Whatever. Uh, the lawsuit, sleeping on the job. Yeah, maybe a sleep on the job. The lawsuit also accused him of promoting his new show while on air at CBS. I had done a pretty good job for these guys, kept their stations afloat, quite frankly, and made them a lot of money. And it was a nice way to end, Stern said, adding that he and Moonves had an amicable farewell. It says here, farewell, upon his uh, CBS departure. <laughs> so farewell to you. Uh, when he started his new gig at Sirius, however, Stern said he was socked with the lawsuit. Moonves was accused of sexual misconduct over a span of three decades in an article published in the New York uh, New Yorker last month. The alleged behavior included forced kissing, uh, unwanted sexual advances, and career retaliation against women who rebuffed him. Yeah, see, that, that deal, uh, forced kissing is a little bizarre, and re- retaliation against women. Don't be messing with people's careers. What the hell are you doing, you lame brain? Although everybody I've ever worked with messed with my career, why can't I sue them? You're a white man. Oh, damn it, I forgot. Because <laughs> my white privilege, my white privilege, I can't sue them all. Uh, CBS issued a statement even before the article was published saying it took the allegation seriously and would begin an investigation. Moonvest joined CBS in 1995 as president of CBS Entertainment and quickly climbed the ranks, becoming CEO of CBS Television in 1998 and CEO of the newly created CBS Corporation in 2006. That's when Kristen met Billy Joe. Um, Billy Joe. Anyway, after it split from Viacom, he revi- so basically it's, uh, what's his face? What the hell is his name again? It owns Viacom. He owns CBS too now, doesn't he? Redstone. Sumner Redstone. Now, Sumner Redstone. There you go. Uh, he revived the company, which operates CBS Network, Showtime, and other entities with hit shows like NCIS and The Big Bang Theory. So, basically, there's a there's a fight now between Howard Stern and Leslie Moonves over the fact they sued Howard Stern for $500 million. <laughs> they didn't win, of course, but uh, they filed a $500 million lawsuit. It's pretty important, don't you think? Worth their time. Yeah, it's really worth putting in the, a few hours to try to get $500 million. I don't know how you get $500 million from a guy who doesn't have $500 million, though. It's a little difficult. Michael, Michael Jackson was $500 million when he passed away in 2009. In debt. Yeah. He was. He was $500 Jeez. million in debt when he died. How does that happen? Well, he spent it like a crazy well, man. I mean, who keeps giving him money when he already owes $400 million? You know what I mean? How the much? same people who couldn't say no and were giving him drugs. So yeah. It's that vicious Hollywood cycle. How much do those people, like entertainers at his level, make when they go out on a tour? Uh, does anybody know? Nah, well, I tell you what. I, I know that the lead... This summer, just this summer, U2's already made, I think, like $80 million. Just this summer. It's only August. Currently, he earned $75 million in 2017. So he's a little short of the $500 million. Yes. So, but then if he has, a, if he has a hit album, album. Can, can you say album anymore? I don't even Oh, well, he earned 125 <laughs> in 1988, so it's still. Yeah, he made a lot of money, but yeah, but still not. He's worth more dead than alive. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they um, o- didn't they offer Abba uh, uh, 500 million to go yes. back on tour? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. So and they turned it down. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy to be able to turn down that kind of money. Yeah. You're like, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I don't need that. So good. All that money. <laughs> Ooh, Don Lemon has ripped uh, President Trump now, so those kids are battling it out. Uh, yeah, Don Lemon. You know CNN's Don Lemon, right? You guys know that, don't you? Yes. Yeah. CNN's Don Lemon responds to President Donald Trump's personal attack on himself. On himself? Huh? Speak English. And NBA star LeBron James saying, uh, referring to African-Americans as dumb as one of the oldest canards of racism in this country. I'm sorry, but that has nothing to do with skin color. Don't try to drag race into this. People are morons and of every race. Sorry. There is no race that doesn't have idiots. So it's not racist. Every village has its idiot. Yeah, (laughs) Kristen. Michael Palin. (laughs) I love it. I love Michael Palin. I don't. I, I just seriously. I just don't know. Does everything now has to be about race? Everything, does it? I wish it wasn't. Um, I feel like it 
people feel empowered to be <laughs> to talk about their racist views now in 2018. Yeah. So but, I feel like it does come down to race. So um, if people feel empowered right. to be racist, which I have a hard time accepting that that's really what's happening. They were racist all along. Yes, they were. But so, it was hidden. Or they it? felt like they didn't, didn't have a voice for it. Now yeah. they feel like they have a voice. Well, I, I'm telling you the truth. I'd rather know what I'm dealing with. I, I would rather know if uh, my boss hates women or whatever. I would like to know what's going on. Well, I'm not really your boss. <laughs> Make no mistake, I know that. Yeah, she, she knows that I'm not. She's I'm not the boss of her. Oh, yeah. Christian, why do, why why would people? Well, I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like I should be able to say anything I want and be racist. Now, what's giving the people this voice? Well, what what why why would they? Why why is now a good time to say I'm a racist? These are my thoughts. This is what I think about. Uh, people from Norway. <laughs> Norway. Well, I, I do think, and I mean, we've seen this with um, white supremacists with some of the marches that they've done. Like, I feel like they, this is also getting more publicity. That's the other thing. Were they having mm-hmm. all of these marches and we weren't covering them and now all of a sudden we are? That's that's my other question in terms of what, or is that what is happening? Um, that the coverage has changed? But also, I think that some of the Trump supporters do come from the white supremacist angle yeah, and they do. feel they, like no he is their voice, that, that he is giving them a voice that they haven't seen in office. Hmm. Ish B9 Berliner. Remember that? When JFK said that and it was wrong? <laughs> I know it says, I'm a donut. <laughs> yeah, I'm a donut. There you go. That's good. Ish B9 Berliner. No, that's not how you say it. But um, I do want to ask you another Hollywood question, Kristen Burt. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bilbert. Um, the, Hollywood has passed a resolution to remove Trump's Hollywood star. Is that true? Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Because really <laughs> I read the, the headline and I was like, none of that makes sense. It's no, actually not true. Okay. Not. So there are two cities. There is West Hollywood and there is Hollywood. Oh, okay. The Hollywood Walk of Fame is in Hollywood. West Hollywood, which is next door, passed a resolution to ask Hollywood to oh, remove the star. God. Uh, and I know. So this is so convoluted the way the news is being reported. And the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, which runs the Hollywood Walk of Fame, last week met with LAPD, and they had made the determination that they were going to keep the star. And that was because they felt like if they remove Donald Trump's star, then someone else is going to go up to sue Bill Cosby, and they're going to destroy his star, and then they yeah. have to remove that one. Yep. And what if they don't like it? It's a cycle. So they, they would rather take the risk of constantly replacing it and repairing it because they do feel like it's going to happen again rather than set the precedent of removing 50 stars from the Walk of Fame because you don't like someone on any given day. I, I tell you, honestly, God, I thought it was so damn funny when those two guys dressed up as Russian soldiers to guard his star. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. That, that was fantastic. It's so much going on in that star. So now, um, like, it first started off with just a couple cones, and then they put plywood board and cones on top of it, and then they put a metal barricade. People are getting into fights, and I don't know if I told you guys this last week, but TMZ has a tour center across from oh, yeah. the star. Yeah. So they took their security camera and, and aimed it at it, so they have, like, 24 surve- 24-7 surveillance running because there's so much going on over there. But now people are throwing their trash on the star, which is, again, oh, still under plywood and cones. So that it's become like this ginormous trash pile. <laughs> oh, my Which, God. Listen, oh, God. I mean, it's, I don't like Trump. That is not a, a secret. This is a Hollywood landmark, this whole street. Yeah, don't it is. make yeah. it a big garbage pile, people. Yeah. Don't damage it. That, that's a $40,000 star that it takes to repair and everything else. Like, vandalism is vandalism. And I don't want to see anyone's star destroyed, even if I don't like the person. It's just... It, to me, it's just sad. Although I, I do like, I like the statement. That's a uh, a nice passive statement to throw your garbage on that. I know it's littering, but I think that that's a that's a healthy uh, passive statement on their part. And the people that disagree with Trump and do that, I think it's great. I think it's a great Healthier expression. Healthier than taking a pickaxe. Yeah. Let's put it that yeah. Way. Why don't they just take a like a one inch thick piece of uh, plexiglass and bolt it to the top of it? I mean, yeah, really. They scratch yeah. it. They put mm-hmm. a new piece of plexiglass. That's trivial. That should be a trivial thing to. Because then it's a trip like hazard. That. 
Oh, trip yes, it is. It's right yeah. on the sidewalk. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, okay, can I just ask a quick geography, just quick geography question? What is the north-south street that separates Hollywood from West Hollywood? Is it uh, La Cienega? West Hollywood. Um, yes, it is La Cienega. Okay. okay. That is correct. I was thinking um, what separates, because Doheny separates Beverly Hills from West Hollywood. So That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. So Doheny is the western edge, and... Um, La Cienega is the eastern edge. But then, okay, in the Hollywood Hills of North, and then what about south? Let's just get this done. What's south of? Yeah, what's, 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 the, the, what's the southern border of uh, West Hollywood? Oh, good question. I would say San Vicente. Yeah. And, and is it, is it yeah. also true that West Hollywood really is becoming more and more heterosexual? Whereas it, the, the, the concentration of the gay community there is, a little, is reduced because a lot of them have moved to uh, Palm Springs and out, the, out west. Oh, really? Yeah. Out east. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because the Abbey is like the biggest gay bar and nightclub in town, mm-hmm. but everybody hangs out there. I mean, it's, it's such a mixed crowd. Yeah. Where even 10 years ago, you'd be primarily homosexual men and women. Yeah. Last last time I drove through there, I, I just noticed there were so many, uh, well, men and women couples. They could be hetero, I don't know, I'm assuming they're heterosexual couples there. And, I, and, and more women that were there that were just heterosexual women that were living there so it was it, it become it sort of diluted itself out so it's really not the mecca for uh, all the fellas uh, right now right we'll take a break but be pride right is back. still celebrated there yeah it is uh back in a couple of minutes more with Kristen burt right after this tom bernard show just like all of you i'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says well i received my first my pillow and i love it because i have a pretty big melon pretty big head and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned, and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My Pillow is offering buy one My Pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800 516 5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Hollywood Swingin' with Kristen Burke. I love this song. It's just it's a great a, song. Oh, gosh. Ronald Cool Bell. Yeah. What could be better than that? Kristen Burt is with us, lady. I, and by the way, you and Ralph talking about the borders in West Hollywood and Hollywood and all the rest of it. I go all the way back to being probably four years old, watching the original Tonight Show with Steve Allen. He was the very oh, first ho- yeah. host of the Tonight Show. And he had a bit where he was a... Was a uh, salesperson and he said all you people in los angeles come on down to the store what you do is get on the freeway take the slosson cut off get out of the car cut off your slosson <laughs> that was, him? That, that I was remember, steve, steve allen yeah. i remember somebody revived that bit for a while it was johnny carson, oh, johnny carson. Oh, okay. oh so steve yeah. allen did that first wow steve allen did okay. it first yeah he also said Kristen, what was steve allen's best line on the tonight show ever do you know is Kristen gone? No. I'm here. Can you hear me? I'm now here. I, now I can Hello? hear you. What, the, what, are you, what are you, fading away on me? No, I've been here the whole time, You're but I don't disaster. know his um, most famous line. 
the greatest, and I don't remember who it was, but I remember watching him say it. It was fantastic. And by the way, it shows you my childhood when I was up at four or five years old until 11 o'clock at night. What does that tell you? But anyway, <laughs> there's a, he comes out. The guest comes out. I can't remember who the hell it was. doesn't matter who it was. And he looks at Steve Allen and says, do you mind if I smoke? And Steve Allen said, I don't care if you burn. <laughs> wow. A what a aggressive. Great. Oh, he was phenomenal. He was a great TV host. I don't care if you burn. <laughs> I don't care if you burn. Isn't that fantastic? Yes. It is. It's very, very funny. Uh, are those on YouTube? Oh, that'd be, I, oh it's got to be on YouTube. Andy, would you see if you could find that on okay, YouTube? They're all the episodes. You just listen to the episodes. Oh, God, How yes. does YouTube have endless memory supplies? I don't understand that. Plus, it's it's relatively free you have to sit through some ads but i just don't understand they seem they must be taking up 90 percent of the bandwidth in, a, in the world i don't know and you can find the most obscure stuff on weirdest YouTube. stuff yeah it's like where do they find that and it could be like <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah it's bizarre if you if you can think it you can find it yeah. i mean it's great got tb over here this is wonderful i just i had a sinus infection Everything's draining on me. I'm not infectious. Tuberculosis. It's just pretty. Coughing up, <laughs> I know. Coughing up a lung over there. I netty potted this morning, too. Oh, you netty potted? Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. That Trying works. to keep everything clear. You have any luck, Andy? Um, I'm finding people saying it happened in a conversation with Oscar Wilde and an episode of The Honeymooners. So. It did, yes. It did, absolutely. But, I mean, I don't find the actual... We can't find the actual thing. No. So it happened with Oscar Wilde as well. You mind if I well, smoke? People I don't care if you burn. falsely gonna... attribute quotes all the time on the internet. Yeah. To Oscar Wilde, they do a lot. They do. That is true. He said about everything, which is fine. Oscar Wilde was an interesting guy, but uh... <laughs> I liked I liked his, his his one the one the one uh, uh, what do I say a cartoon that he he did where the the two fencers are there and the one fencer I think cuts off the other guy's head says touche touche <laughs> yeah, cuts his head off touche well Monty Python took advantage of that by cutting up that night oh cut his arms off cut his legs off <laughs> oh, the whole that's thing. where are you going where are you going it's not nothing but a flesh wound. <laughs> Flesh wound. You have no limbs left. But other than that, yeah, there were some great lines on television back then, and I don't know if they were ad-libbed. They sure seemed to be ad-libbed. On the Johnny Carson Tonight Show one night, Frank Sinatra was there, Dean Martin was there, a bunch of really big shot stars, and George Goble, who was yeah. the, the comedian, he came out and he goes, Johnny, sitting amongst all of you guys, it feels to me that the world is a tuxedo, and I'm a pair of brown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant line. If he came up with that, that is a bri- uh, and, and brilliant. That was a, that was a reality because George Gobel was sort of a, a self-deprecating kind of he was, uh, yeah. uh, uh, yep. schlemiel or some sort, you know. And, and he really was that. And he didn't. He was always sort of rumpled and uh, you know, hair disheveled a little bit. Yeah, it was. That was that was absolutely the correct line. There. All right, so. Catherine, you were talking earlier about if if you don't eat one egg, you're wasting a hundred thousand gallons I, of water. What I, is that? There's a, there's like these guilt billboards on the freeways now. I don't know who's responsible for them. And it, it's yeah, if you don't eat, if you throw away a cracked egg or something, you're wasting. I don't remember if it's a hundred thousand, but it's like it. 10,000 gallons of water or something How? crazy like that. With one egg? I, I, what? I know. I, I was like, what? what? What is this? Well, let's see. There are 750 billion eggs produced in the world each year. 750 billion? Yes. Good so God. we multiply that by 100,000. But there's these new billboards, and I don't know who's trying to guilt us all into I mean, if you break an egg on the floor, you're supposed to be crying because you've just... You know, ruined all the water. I, How about I don't an ego? even know. What if you tear an ego in half? <laughs> a, ch- a, a, a chicken lays one egg per day in the best of circumstances, right? Whether right, you know the right. proper in the, in the fertility cycle, whatnot. So one egg per day, and you can put a, a half gallon of water out, and that'll that's enough for about twenty chickens for a day. So what? Because I've done it. So I don't know where that's coming from. Can you find it? Can you find out who who put up the billboard, Catherine, or where it is? I'm looking. You know how slow I am. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. It, just, it made no sense to me either, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, what? We used to we used to raise chickens. We used to have chickens, and that's why I'd never have chickens again. So anybody that wants chickens, say, hey, you don't want chicken. But I, I would I, mm-hmm. I I filled their watering container. 
I mean, that was my responsibility to feed them, fill their watering can, or give them the uh, oyster shell so they'd make good eggs. And that's what I did. And it was only, it was like, I don't know, it wasn't a gallon a day. You know, we had probably 15 to 20 chickens at a time. So I, that's mixed. In Wayzata? No, no, no. This was in Pennsylvania. I was going to say, what the this hell? Is, this is, this, that's when I got uh, 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 histoplasmosis, but that's neither here nor there. Other than that. Besides, I have histoplasmosis. Nothing wrong with chickens. Have you a chicken once in a while? All right. Well, Catherine's looking for that, Kristen Burt. What's what's up coming on TV? God, I tell you, honestly, Kristen, summertime, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox is worthless. It's all the Bachelorette, and it's the I Can Dance, and You Can't Sing, and the world sucks. Hey, I was at So You Think You Can Dance last night. I was at the live show. Ooh, so it's your fault. Well, Chris- I go every week, though. I'm, I cover backstage. But I had a ticket right behind the... Some, some weeks they have a ticket for me. Sometimes they don't. Otherwise, I just watch in the press room. But I was right behind the choreographer, so I got a little TV time last night. It was lovely. Oh, cool. Good <laughs> for you. Aren't you just astonished by how good these kids are dancing? I, I mean, what kind of they're, dancers they are? They're, uh, at, they're so athletic, it's mind-blowing. It is unbelievable, the level of talent. When I was dancing professionally, uh, on my best day... I couldn't match these kids at all. No. On my best day, best year, no way. I was never that good. Yet, there's, there's a social cost to being that good. So A social cost? Yeah, social cost. Typically, there's uh, parents are pretty involved. Oh, God, and there's yes. A, there's a oh, driving yeah. force behind that. I mean, we learned that when Josh and Ashley were in uh, L.A., is that you have to accept some responsibility for them being there. And for them to be at that level, they are spending a lot of time Away from family, friend. I mean, it's a, it, it mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a healthy uh, environment to be in. I will say, and I'm going to say this just because I'm in the environment quite a bit, I will say that the dance community here in L.A., and it's the young dance community that's working, because there's a whole group of them working right now, um, it has gotten a lot better. Better than, I would say, some of the ballet world. The ballet mothers are really harder, I think, to deal with than some of these um, Hollywood commercial dance and things like that um i think they have a more most of them have a more realistic understanding of of what is happening so i will say that that's good i feel like the dance mom tv show probably scared a lot of people (laughs) and they're on their best behavior oh yeah maybe it should have scared people (laughs) (laughs) i think it did (laughs) so scared sane and i will say some of the dance moms are some of um I just find that they're very, most of them are usually pretty easygoing and laid back. They're also some of the best sources of information when I need soup and things like that. So I appreciate them. Cool. All right. We got to read this story because people have definitely lost their minds. Because apparently it's good to be black, but you're the wrong kind of black in this next story. You know, Candace Owens, uh, what? Didn't Twitter shut her down for a while there because she replaced the word white with Jew? Yeah. Oh, Sarah Zhang's yeah. tweets. So she took the word white out and put Jew in there. Oh, yeah. People have been doing that. They've been taking the word right, white right. out and put black in. Yes. I didn't know she did that. Too. But Candace Owens is a very well-known African-American conservative. She's a Trump supporter. And, again, I'm just reading what's on the deal here. I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm stuck in the middle of both, you bastards. But, anyway. Working forward. Conservative activists Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk were accosted at a Philadelphia restaurant on Monday by protesters from a local Antifa group. Owens and Kirk, who led the conservative super PAC Turning Point USA, had their breakfast at Green Eggs Cafe prematurely ended when protests erupted outside. Owens told CNN that the protesters, who bore uh, Antifa stickers, immediately recognized Kirk and her. And a much larger group approached the restaurant about 20 minutes later. She said the protesters began harassing and throwing things at Kirk and her from outside the restaurant. Videos posted by Owens, who is black, and Kirk on Twitter depict an angry scene in which protesters recited chants such as F white supremacy, no good cops in a racist system, and cops and Klan hand in hand. (laughs) Oh, God. Why would anyone become a cop now? Yeah, I, I admire you people so much for giving up your whole life, and people just hate you for it. I just don't get it. In one video, Owens remarks to a black police officer that it is bizarre to her that there are a bunch of white people saying no racists or no good cops when every single cop here is black. <laughs> I love it. 
Owens told CNN that the racial split of the scene was jarring with mostly black and Hispanic police officers barricading Kirk and her from the white protesters. Owens, like Kirk, blames California's Democratic Representative Maxine Waters. Yeah, she's a nut job. That's your buddy, by the way, isn't it, Kristen? I don't think anybody defends her anymore. Well, Stacey Dash went through kind of the same thing because she came out publicly conservative. And they were really, uh, the black community was really railing on her. Uh, I, I don't know if she publicly came out in support of Trump. Uh, something like that. But but could you just leave people alone? If you don't agree with their politics, can they just have breakfast? Could you just leave them alone? You know, like I said, I don't agree with the far left or the far right, but I'm not going to destroy your breakfast. What the hell is that, Kristen? I wouldn't destroy your breakfast. No, you wouldn't. Just <laughs> my wouldn't. life. My I'd life destroyed my breakfast, life. breakfast, but I wouldn't destroy it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this has come up before, but there's another uh, uh, a personality, John Bryant. It's a John Bryant who used to be a very liberal thinker. He's a gay man, married uh, to a guy, happily married. And uh, he, he became more conservative with regards to uh, economics and uh, mm-hmm. a, a decentralized government. And he was immediately ostracized and sort of I, I heavily criticized by the left over that. And I, it made no sense to me because he, he still had the same... Uh, socially liberal attitudes, which are far more liberal than what I would consider myself or many other people. But no, same. So that sort of stuff is uh, ubiquitous, it seems. You know, one of these days, all these protesters, who in my estimation are candy asses anyway, they're going to pick on the wrong person and they're going to get their ass handed to them and it's not going to be pretty. Mm -hmm. I really hope you don't do that and keep doing that. It's just, I don't know. Uh, in today's protest, the group wrote in a tweet, Charlie Kirk's disgusting, homophobic, racist, bigoted presence is met by some proper Philadelphia hostility. The Antifa, By the way, it's not a shock this happened in Philadelphia because, <laughs> honest to God, I love to tell the story. I'm walking by Rittenhour Square, and there's a cop leaning up against the fence, and I said, morning, officer. And she said, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. The Antifa group pointed to a HuffPost story from April that reported racist comments by employees of Turning Point USA. Owens repudiated allegations of racism within the company, telling CNN she would never tolerate racism and we 100% would never hire a racist person at Turning Point. So you can't even have breakfast anymore if you don't agree with the Antifa element in our our world. I I just, calm down, for God's sake. People ever gonna be able to calm down again? No, never. And I, 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 I it's not John Bryan. It's Dave Rubin. Rubin. Well, John Bryan, Dave, Dave, Dave Rubin. Rubin. Yeah, yeah, this name thing, man. It's hard. one's a sandwich and the other is plumbing equipment. But you know, <laughs> there you go. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right. Well, Kristen, another terrible Tuesday that you had to work so hard. <laughs> so glad to visit you. Yes, absolutely. I've ruined your day, let's be honest. You're the last white man she talks to. Yes, right. No, no other no other that's honkies. <laughs> no other honkies get talked to by Kristen Burt. We know that's true. But we will talk to you next week. Is that, I hope, true? I will be here, yes. All right, my dear. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Kristen Burt, Los Angeles Hollywood entertainment reporter for the Tom Bernard Show. We'll be back. Hour two, Tom Bernard Show.